Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Well, Fratellonis. Yeah. Hardware and garden stores. They bring you. Bring, I was there last night again. Buying chalk. Well, I'll tell you what. I had to get some leather work gloves. Because I was pulling these uh, thistle weeds. Boy, do they stick you. Why do you need need leather ones? Because the thistles won't go through the leather. Oh, good point. Brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 910. Thistle. August 24th, 2022. 98 degrees on this day. That was in 1948. Man, the late 40s were warm. They had some warm summers. I mean. Really. 43 degrees on this day in 1887. Uh, and now, here we go. From the mayor's and I'm office very worried. Very worried. John Hyde in the newsroom, yep. and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee. Is this referencing why I'm worried? Yes. Commissioner yes. And keeper of common sense. Your mayor. I'm really going to let people in. Sushi. You know what the great Minnesota get together is all about? It's about family and friends. <laughs> the great truth about us doing the state fair shows, I really enjoy them, and I'll tell you why. Now, here's where I'm going to really let people in. Okay. Because they are shows that essentially I don't prepare. I don't have to. For years, Rookie would hand me a piece of paper saying, you're now talking to Mr. Grunwald. What did he do? He's got a big pumpkin. Okay, bring him out. I didn't have to get up at 7 in the morning and and read 15 websites and four newspapers and figure out what I'm going to, which direction we're going to go down the garage logic service road of life. You know what I'm worried about? You didn't do that this year. That's what I'm worried that about. That is not true. Right. Brooke, That's what I'm worried about. I have an idea. You have Mr. Grunwald book? Yes. <laughs> but it's not a pumpkin. What it is might surprise you. What is your idea? I think what we should do, because Who, obviously... Who's Mr. Grunwald? Uh, just somebody I the made up, Kenny. Pumpkin. I believe his Mr. first name is Rick. Ever drunk? <laughs> Mr. Havercamp. What we're going to do, Joe, to ease your tension, is we are going to create the Garage Logic guest counter for the Minnesota State Fair. All right. Here wow. comes Marjorie Johnson. Number one. Boom. Okay, Here we let's, go, let's, right off the let's, bat. Uh, the let's address... From Love the Fair. Let's address... LD! There we go. Guest number two. Let's address Marjorie. Uh, Sue writes, I'm yelling at the radio. Well, you don't well, really listen to a podcast Is it 2018? <laughs> well, you do if you have the technology in your vehicle, so... That's a good point. Oh, Wrong well, again. Thank you, Mr. FYI Jr. 
Wrong again. <laughs> well, then that, that gets this. You were wrong. Fine Arts Building. Fine Arts Building. That's where Marjorie's Baked Goods have won many blue ribbons, not the food building. Mm. Thank you. Because yesterday, John, we were advocating that Marjorie should have something named in her honor at the fair. Well, in yeah. my own defense, yeah. I will say that I did exclude the food building because I said that's where you get uh, cheese curds and the... Uh, that yeah. is pretty good. Oh, my God. That's one of the best things ever and at the You fair. know what? That's an awfully big assumption that you just made, Mr. Mayor. Uh, can I continue with my show? You just assumed that John didn't listen to the show yesterday. <laughs> well, that's right. I, that was uh, that did was you, wrong of John? me, wasn't it, John, Chris? did you? That was wrong of you, Joe. Yeah, you I'm listened. Hurt. Yeah. I'm, seeing I'm for offended. This, well, for let's get fair. to the bottom of it. Did you listen, John? No, yeah, your business, all right? Yeah, John, we did the thing and the, the topic of... Heard like the Tim Buck, too, writes on Tuesday's podcast, you were trying to identify the State Fair building where Marjorie Johnson has displayed her prize-winning baked goods over the years. Now, this guy says that would be the Creative Activities building where, uh-huh. you, where you will find baked goods and canned apricots as well as quilting, sewing, and model canned boats apricot. made out of wood. Canning apricots? What? I don't want to see that at the fair. Right. Yeah, no I thought that you had to go oh, back I, of the barn for that. Here's Marjorie. Especially at the fair. Oh. <laughs> as far as where it is located, one of the dummies referred to the NPR booth. Most GLers don't know where that is because we don't listen to government radio. You need an alcohol-based reference point, and fortunately there Good is point. one nearby. The Creative Activities Building is located kitty corner from O'Gara's. If you have been overserved at O'Hara's oh, yeah. and stumble out the door, keep moving in a diagonal direction, and eventually you will stumble into the Creative Activities Building. Once inside, you will find a full-size working kitchen that I believe should be named for Marjorie Johnson. Many famous Twin Cities bakers and chefs have given cooking demonstrations there over the decades, and I'm sure Marjorie must have as well. She was giving baking demonstrations when Betty Crocker was still in grade school. A few years ago, the kitchen was updated with all new appliances and cabinetry, and it would be a fitting tribute to Marjorie. I believe you should issue a mayoral decree naming it the Marjorie Johnson Blue Ribbon Kitchen. Okay. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, that fits. That's fantastic. We'll lobby for that. We'll Just one that. note. Uh, the staff, excluding you, knows where all the radio station uh, booths are because we have friends in all the different radio stations. Right. We like to stop by and give them obscene gestures as they work, as they do to us. And usually Kenny and I like to wait until we see the red lights on so we know <laughs> that they're on the air and then right. give the gesture. Yes, um, and it's always very discreet. Our friends will walk <laughs> by the GL booth way far out in the street and give us the finger and we give them the up nod, right. and, and that's how it works. <laughs> that's how we check in on each other. Yeah. <laughs> Randy Once. writes, looking forward to hearing your shows from the fair, except for Labor Day. One question, do we bring our grill sweepstakes entries to the fair? No. <laughs> Will there yes. be a box no. to drop yes. them in? I printed out my entry using both sides of the paper and have it ready to drop off. Just Randy. give them to Ingie. Yeah. Actually, uh, come up to he the booth and ask for Ross. <laughs> Why did Ingie send three boxes here of, uh, what do you call those things? Bubble wrap. Bubble wrap. And we open them like saps, thinking there must be something treasure in here that he's protecting with bubble wrap. No, he sent three boxes of just bubble wrap. Because he has, um, he has some issues. Time on his He hands. has time, he has some issues, and he just... You know what Joe just did? Requires attention. He FFLF'd us. Oh, yeah, he did. Joe, I'm you just forward. FFLF'd me and Rookie. Do you know why? 
No. There's a fourth box that was addressed to Kenny, which oh. we were going to bring to the fair oh, shoot. tomorrow. It probably wouldn't have been able Whoops. to go through security. I don't know who you're point. referring to, but I am looking forward to meeting my friend Vic, the truck driver, and my other friend, the truck driver, Josh, oh, on you're, Monday. You're going to meet a lot of people. So, yeah. so wait, wait now. Ingy didn't send me a box of bubble wrap? Uh, you were excluded, I believe. I don't I was know. You, could, you know what? You can have mine. Right. We'll see. Well, I, I'm hurt, Ingy. I'm hurt. No, you're not. I offered to say. I offered to give Ingy a bobblehead of Joe when his house had the fire. I offered to do that, and now he doesn't give me bubble wrap. Yeah, that's pretty. Let mean. me. Uh, I, it's pretty mean, Jen. Let me answer really a question is. for Dave Brack. <laughs> Vatney. Many years ago, you mentioned a syndrome or a condition where something happens that you had recently been talking about. I can't remember the name of it. Could you help out, please? Thank you. You're thinking of uh, uh, Bader Bader Meinhof. Bader Meinhof. That's when you see something you uh, that you that you're unfamiliar with, and within 24 hours, you see it in a completely different context. Correct. That's called Bader Meinhof. You're welcome. Thank you. And I have further notes on the renaming of Patrick Henry High School, and they come to us all the way from Bulgaria. Oh, really? From our friend Dave Bliss in Sofia, Bulgaria. Okay. Regrettably, I have had a busy couple of weeks, and I am still on last week's podcast. Normally, I would not write in on something from a week ago, as you typically would have already moved on. However, I had to chime in on the renaming of Patrick Henry High School. Okay. Patrick Henry had an influence that was felt far beyond the borders of the United States. His most famous quote was, Give me liberty or give me death. This is not merely an American mantra. It is a cry that rings in the hearts of any person anywhere who truly values liberty. Liberty is even more important than life. What a powerful statement. The ripples of Patrick Henry's statement were even felt here in distant Bulgaria. Over a century after Americans fought for their freedom against the British Empire, Bulgarians fought for their freedom against the Ottoman Empire. The Ottoman Empire has only been gone for a little more than 100 years, and most Americans have no idea it ever existed. But for over six centuries, it ruled much of the Middle East, along with modern-day Turkey, Greece, Bulgaria, Romania, and the rest of the Balkans. They would have spread throughout all of Europe, but rookish people, the Poles, defeated them in Vienna in 1529. The Ottomans used to be a big deal. About 500 years after after 500 years of slavery, the Bulgarians, longing for freedom, fought back. Though the cost was great, they finally won their liberty in the late 19th century. The flag they flew can still be seen in the homes of Bulgarian patriots. It is a green flag with a yellow lion under the slogan, Liberty or Death. It is a slogan directly inspired by America's own great patriot. Patrick Henry inspired the struggle for freedom over a century after his death. He is not just an American hero. He is a world hero. Though flawed like everyone else on the planet, he is someone I would gladly celebrate, and I would have been honored to have attended a school named after him, our man Dave Bliss. In Sofia, Bulgaria. Very nice. It's just a shame that the lack of wisdom runs so rampant in the Minneapolis school district and the school board and the school union. They're just not really bright thinkers. No. They just aren't bright thinkers. What was his uh, major quote? Give me liberty or give me death? That's right. A lot of people don't recall his second uh, quote was, um, do you have paper? 
you know, way back when, it wasn't readily available. I guess, yeah. Joe, did you see the piece in the strip today about the uh, lawsuit (laughs) against the Minneapolis public schools for the racist contract? Yes. The first of many, I suspect. In fact, I have that right here. Hmm. I have that right here. Give me Uh, paper. See, because the outhouses didn't always have... Paper. I thought oh, I had toilet paper. I thought you meant rolling paper. No, no, no. Yeah. I meant. Uh, I thought you meant paper to write up after yeah. doing his business. Or maybe their printer had run out of right. paper. The Twin Cities attorney is prepared to sue Minneapolis Public Schools over a new retention policy that he says may allow for white teachers to be fired before minority teachers of layoffs were to occur. The policy states. That when there are layoffs, underrepresented teachers should be skipped over for someone who is not in the underrepresented category, despite seniority. The lawsuit filed on behalf of taxpayer Deborah Clapp by the conservative organization Ju- Judicial Watch is asking the court to prevent the implementation of the policy that was part of the new teacher's contract. The lawsuit argues the policy violates the state's constitution, which it does. The teachers' union says the provision is designed to help retain teachers of color within a district that is lacking diversity. The union stands by the policy, accusing the right-wing group behind the lawsuit of playing politics. Oh, they're right-wing because they're conservative, I guess. In other words, they're right-wing because they wish to uphold the state constitution. The Minneapolis Federation of Teachers and Education Support Professionals continue to fight for policies that retain the skills and experiences that are underrepresented in our union, including the skills and experiences of our teachers of color, bring to their classrooms every day, the union wrote. Although our union has not been sued by Judicial Watch, a far-right organization affiliated with the Koch-funded state policy network, we regret to see Minneapolis public schools will be forced to divert time and resources away from the real crisis. Well, the real crisis is you're breaking the law. Fully staffing our schools with the teachers and other educators that MPS needs to provide the world-class education our students deserve. Those kids got no, there are some well-meaning teachers and some kids hungry to learn. But in the main, uh, those kids in Minneapolis don't have a shot at getting a decent education. Not from these people. Correct. The district also echoed echoed the union statement telling Fox 9 last week that the policy is to remedy continuing effects of past discrimination and aims to support the recruitment and retention of teachers from underrepresented groups. The district did not comment Tuesday on the new lawsuit. Speaking with Fox 9, a teacher also defended the policy. This contract language is a small step to restoring the balance, said Muhammad. I guess we only get his first name. When integration happened, it took the black students and students of color and left the black teachers. I don't know what that means. It's fair to note layoffs don't seem to be on the horizon as many districts are struggling to find teachers. Uh, During the, what's this now? It's fair to note that layoffs don't seem to be on the horizon as many districts are struggling to find teachers to find teachers and other staff to fill positions. Uh, The Board of Education, oh, whatever. Yeah, I'll lay out with you. I got a note on the magnets. You got to read this. I have a note on gator magnets. Oh. Uh, From Dennis, who writes, I'm glad gator magnetics 
started getting the word out on their products via your show for years. I have been experimenting with various hook systems in an effort to organize my garage. Many of the larger items were always in my way. The most hard-to-store item was golf carts. I think he means the pull cart that you put your bag on. Now I slap a gator hook on the side of a cabinet, and boom, it's out of my way. I'm sending Jeff at Gator my thanks. Also, without GL, I would not have known about them, and uh, I appreciate your uh, your uh, email, Dennis. He's talking about Gator Magnetics, a new invention. The magnetics, the magnets are phenomenal because they're strong. Yes. There's some patented technology I don't pretend to understand, but they've increased the number of poles in the magnet. So when you put your, the magnet with a hook on it, on a steel Bam. surface, Bam. you ain't pulling it off that easy. you got to lift up the plastic lever, which releases the polarity, and then the magnet comes off and you move it down the road here to another location, and you're constantly able to reorganize your garage storage space. Pol- polarity. That's what I said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can turn toolboxes, steel shelves, cabinets, workbenches, even fire doors or second fridges and freezers into useful storage spaces. And the key to a clean garage or house, for that matter, is getting things off the floor. You need these in your garage. Maybe you need them everywhere. They need them on work sites. Mm-hmm. It's they're a, it's very a, helpful. They're really, really cool. And on the website, you'll see all the designs and uh, options and the future thinking that's going to go into this. You can put baskets between the hooks. Yep. And it's custom. It's uh, it's very cool. Uh, go to GatorMagnetics.com and you'll see Gator Hooks in action and learn much more. GatorMagnetics.com. You know, the fair is tomorrow, starts tomorrow, and it is a haul. So if you are working at the fair you're going to be doing a lot of walking. And the best shoes to walk in are shoes that are comfortable, that fit right. Well, that's Minnesota's own Red Wing shoes. Red Wing stores have experts in making sure you get the best fitting shoe or boot possible. You think you're working at the barn? you got to have good boots, don't you? Now, when you go to one of these Red Wing stores, they don't have boxes that you look through trying to find your size. They have experts who know how to find the right footwear for your job in the perfect size. So start buying shoes the right way again. Stop into a Red Wing store and get fit properly. Red Wing, that means quality. A product that you will invest in to be comfortable or perform better at work. Top quality footwear. Stop into a Red Wing store today. Circle Pines, Columbia Heights, Coon Rapids, Bloomington, and St. Cloud. We'll see you at the fair, Red Wing Shoes. Remember, Red Wing, work is our work. Latte Schmate. Here's Joe Suchere. A special thanks to Courtyard by Marriott in Minneapolis, St. Paul, Roseville for providing lodging for me for the Minnesota State Fair. You'll enjoy a contemporary atmosphere there and modernized rooms and bathrooms with the newly updated in-room accents at the Courtyard by Marriott in Roseville. It's located near your favorite destinations, including the U of M, Minnesota State Fairgrounds, the National Sports Center, Huntington Bank Stadium, downtown Minneapolis, and of course the Rosedale Mall. Uh, Amenities, free high-speed internet, ergonomic chairs, very well-lit desks and meeting rooms. The spacious hotel rooms will help you thrive during your next visit to the Twin Cities. They've been voted by guests as a TripAdvisor Certificate of Excellence Award winner at the Courtyard by Marriott Roseville. You'll find all the amenities you always expect. 
The Courtyard by Marriott in Roseville. It's located on Centerpoint Drive, just off 35W in Roseville. I think what Biden is doing in forgiving certain levels of student debt is uh, pathetic. And by pathetic, I mean it's yet another weakening of our national spine. It's making us a lesser people. How so? By not expecting us to fulfill our responsibilities. It's just Melvin Carter forgiving library fines squared. I would say cubed. Which cubed. isn't he raised, is, By the way, sidebar, isn't he raising taxes to fund libraries? Didn't I see yes. a headline like that Well, today? to fund many things, yeah. Yeah, yeah, anyway. President Biden announced today that he'll cancel ten grand of federal student loan debt for certain borrowers making less than one hundred and twenty-five grand a year, and up to twenty grand for Pell Grant recipients, while extending the pause on federal student loan payments through the end of the year. He's buying votes. In keeping my campaign promise, the administration is announcing a plan to give working and middle-class families breathing room as they prepare to resume federal student loan payments in January, Biden tweeted. What about the hardworking taxpayers who didn't go to college? Right. Or how about those of us that didn't take out student loans because we worked our ass off to not have them in college? Thank you for my tirade. Yep. <laughs> Biden is expected to talk about this today. The nation's federal student debt now tops $1.6 trillion after ballooning for years. That, that shouldn't be my problem. More than 43 million Americans have federal student debt, with almost a third owing less than 10 grand and more than half owing less than 20 grand, according to the latest federal data. The national debt, according to the Treasury Department, currently is $30.7 trillion. So at a time of extraordinary debt, at a time of extraordinary inflation, at a time when we're in a recession, this incompetent president is going to forgive student college debt because it was a campaign promise. What a horrible promise it was. Biden said his administration will forgive... Uh, well, that's a cat line. Boss... Uh, <laughs> Biden also said that borrowers with undergraduate student loans are able to cap repayments at 5% of your monthly income. Hmm. Pandemic-era payment freezes were set to end Aug 31, uh, just coming up. But Biden not today also extended the payment pause one final time through December 31st, 2022. That'll really help the midterms, huh? Right. According to the Penn Wharton budget mod model, a one-time maximum debt forgiveness of 10 grand for borrowers who make less than 125 grand will cost taxpayers 300 billion dollars. Oh. So, if I understand this straight, the people that administer the loans aren't taking the hit, right? It, the taxpayers, us, are actually paying those people. That's right. So they're getting their money. That's right. Gotcha. Um, I have a question. Hi. You this is unconscionable. Corner? It weakens this country. His his turning his back on fossil fuels weakens the country. The inflation is weakening the country. The forgiving student debt is uh, weakening the country. That preposterously flawed pullout of Afghanistan weakened the country. This is a weak, 
weak man, a weak president, taking his orders from somebody behind the curtain, and they are weak people, and they are devaluing and demeaning this country to the point where I don't think it's unreasonable to conclude that they just don't like this country, and they're ruining it. Yes, Chris. Um, Okay, hi. So I'm uh, Joe Q. Public, or Jane Q. Public, or whatever you identify as. I'm going to get a check for ten grand to forgive my student loan, or they're just going to wipe that off the slate of the student loan that you I already probably gave. won't get a check. Sure. So whatever, whatever the case might be, whatever, whatever. But I'm going to end up having to pay that because now I'm in the working class, and that's going to be debt that's going to be incurred to me in the long run via taxes anyway. Well, correct. That that's one way to look at it, I guess. Yeah. Oh, I actually, but you're already really making 125 grand a year. No, I'm making under that, right? Yeah, but yeah. you could make up to 125 grand a year and have 10 grand of your debt forgiven. But I'm still paying it on the back end as a taxpayer now because I'm out of school. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Good, good plan you got. What's there. hilarious about this is that there was pushback in his own party, Joel, but not because this is a bad plan, because they wanted more. It's not enough. Yeah, it's not enough. Well, is, Kenny, funny you should mention that. Is that, that what Pelosi said? Because earlier this year, Nancy Pelosi said the following. People think that the President of the United States, is this more on the subject than you ever want to know? Will you let me know? People think that the President huh? of the United States has the power for debt forgiveness. He does not. He can postpone. He can delay. But he does not have that power. That would that has to be an act of Congress. Huh. Here, Such. Mm. Biden's decision is likely to draw criticism from the left and the right. The amount of debt cancellation Biden is considering does not go nearly fa- as far as many Democratic lawmakers and progressive groups, including racial justice advocates, have asked for. Right. Because they'll do anything to... Uh pad their comfort zone in the third rail. Chucky, uh, our boy Chucky wanted 30K per borrower. Best line I saw about this was a guy that said, well, wait a minute, my mortgage identifies as a student loan. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, I saw that. (laughs) Larry Summers, a prominent economist who served two Democratic presidents, condemned the Biden administration for considering sweeping student loan forgiveness. Uh, Sources uh, told CNN that administration officials have also recently discussed the possibility of additional forgiveness for specific subsets of the population, although it is not clear what that means. Biden has also extended a a pause on the Pell Grant loans. Uh, Summers, the former Treasury Secretary, made clear he opposes any plan to cancel student loans, suggesting a wide-scale forgiveness merely drives up inflation. I hope the administration does not contribute to inflation macroeconomically by offering unreasonably generous student loan relief or microeconomically by encouraging college tuition increases, Summers said. Has big education ever been brought to Washington in sweat under the Klieg lights? Never! Mm-hmm. According to Summers, sweeping student loan debt relief is spending that raises, that, that raises demand and increases inflation. It consumes resources that could be better used helping those who did not, for whatever reason, have the chance to attend college. It will also tend to be inflationary by raising tuition, Summers said. Uh... Summers has got a head on his shoulders, doesn't he? 
Summers added the worst idea would be to continue the moratorium on student loan payments, which he said benefits Americans with high-paying jobs like medical doctors and lawyers. If relief is to be given, it should not set any precedent. It should only be given for the first few thousand dollars of debt and for those with genuinely middle-class income, Summers said. The Penn-Wharton budget model released preliminary analysis on Tuesday that said Biden's plan will cost taxpayers $300 billion. We estimate that a one-time maximum debt forgiveness of $10,000 per borrower will cost around $300 billion for borrowers with incomes less than $125,000, the analysis said. This cost increases to $330 billion if the program is continued over the standard 10-year budget window. My God, we can't afford... Well, we... Uh, we don't have a choice. To say we can't afford something is, a, is no longer even a, a viable phrase. <laughs> but the, the, the runaway freight train that is currently inflation, they have no interest in stopping it. If Biden appeases his far-left Democratic colleagues who demand he forgive at least $50,000 of student loan debt per borrower, the Wharton analysis said it would cost taxpayers $980 billion. Jeez. Wow. It's just the decline of moral and ethical integrity. That's exactly what it is. There's a clip also that's surfacing. I would play it, but the audio was really, really bad. But it's a clip during the campaign early on when all 900 Democratic candidates were trying to get the presidential nomination. And it's a guy confronting Elizabeth Warren. And she's on the campaign stage, okay? And he says, my daughter's getting out of school. I saved all my money. She doesn't have any student loans. Elizabeth Warren says, God bless you. He says, am I going to get my money back? She says, of course not. No. (laughs) But you see how this plays into the mystery? Yes. Uh the idea of debt, the idea of fulfilling your obligations, the idea of being responsible, those are merely affectations of Western culture. Right. They need to be defeated and stomped out. We need to be more of a collective. It shouldn't be fair, according to the mystery, that you have had to take that money out to go to college. First of all, I, I would really think twice about even going to school. Uh, it's a failed academy no matter where you look, but that's a different topic. But what it is is an abdication of your responsibility to fulfill your obligations. And the, the mystery is all in favor of that. The far-left oh, yeah. Democrats who push Biden don't give a bleep about fulfilling obligations, personal responsibility, or moral and ethical integrity. They're undermining American traditions and conventions at every opportunity. Every single opportunity. And you're seeing it on a, on a local level the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings. Right. We don't expect behavior. We expect to spend $1.5 million to beef up security at the George Latimer Public Library in downtown St. Paul. We don't expect you to come in and behave, but we'll create, through uh, hitting up the taxpayers, more money to increase the security in the library. The the whole idea of moral and ethical integrity is passe. And I, I, I stumbled upon something two minutes ago when I said that, that phrase, we can't even afford this, that's meaningless. No one even takes that into consideration. This whole phony Inflation Reduction Act with this whole phony green 
bailout bill does nothing for the economy and does nothing for the environment. But this has nothing to do with the environment. So to get your way, you just need to put a fancy name on it. Yeah. It's just uh, we're in a tough way. Uh, and we're not, we're, not, we're not dwindling as a nation. We've dwindled. We're done dwindling? We're done dwindling. What are we doing now? Oh, I think Dawdling. we can dwindle. We're torpedoing. I think we can dwindle more. <laughs> Such, well, how many did you put through college? Three. What'd that cost you? A lot. <laughs> Probably a mill, huh? Which is why I say when your final kid gets done with college, man, I got a big raise. You got a raise. Got and a out raise. of those, uh, <laughs> out of those three, how many are uh, morally opposed to your viewpoints and way of life? Mm, yeah, careful, never mind. That's probably too careful. personal. Not really, not really opposed. No. Do you ever then? Let me explain that. Uh, my thought about that was, I think one of the great gifts you can give a child is to send them into the world without debt. And sure. I've been repaid tenfold sure. with their okay. performances in school. Great, All cool, top cool. notch. Uh, really high achievers in, and, and, and there so, are three yeah. of them very successful yeah now yeah. i'm not as good as the rook in terms of getting into your head plus if they didn't go to school i wouldn't be sitting here today there you go but well, i needed to keep finding new jobs <laughs> <laughs> well he would good have been point. retired you're saying when yeah. uh, no i would have i wouldn't have done uh, i wouldn't have kept looking for new jobs oh i got gotcha. you <laughs> i talked to a uh a former governor called me yesterday out of the blue. <laughs> oh, I wonder which one. And, Al uh, Quee? No, yeah, I don't think Al, it's Al. 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 Arnie, Arnie, Arnie Carlson? Yeah, it wasn't Arnie. It wasn't Arnie. Um, and during our conversation, he said the exact same thing that you just said about sending your children into the world without debt. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think you guys are a lot like-minded more than you think, I think. Well... Okay, but I will also me. say this. They would have paid their debt had they accumulated one. I don't know. They wouldn't have expected to be bailed out right, of by course. the government. Of course. When the uh, the story broke, whenever you discovered the story breaking, I should say. About what? The Student Loan Forgiveness Act. Uh, just today. Did but you, it's, been uh, on the, it's been on the back burner forever. Did the thought uh, occur to you as to, instead of all of those college uh, debt checks you sent out, did you happen to think, the cylinders you would have been able to acquire. I, you know what? I mean, I don't know what it sounds yeah. like for me to say this, but it, did, it didn't bother me. Yeah, no, to that, do that's, that. Yeah. That doesn't factor in when it comes. You should know that's this, true. Chris. When it's your kid, it's different. Yeah, yeah, no, none of that. As a matter of fact, I'd be more than willing to sell cylinders, and I did. Well, to, to get him through uh, his tech school. And to tell you the truth, I, I really wasn't that deprived. I managed to acquire a few things. Sure. But you didn't take the bus is what you're saying. But acquiring those things helped me also increase my workload. There you go. Yeah. And now they don't have debt. That's right. And and but instead of a father and a parent agreeing on moral and ethical integrity, what you have is a president who is willing to squander your money. Mm-hmm. On behalf of these people who are only too willing to take it because they have no spine. We're ruining the national spine. 87,000 agents are we hiring? 
to come after our money? For the uh, IRS. Yeah. Weird. Rook, you want a dog? I mean, you want a pup? Uh, yeah, but I don't know how fast. How I can fast get it. do you want it? I want a pronto. You can get a pronto pup at the fair. Pronto pupper? <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> I am going to have a pronto pup at the fair. Hey, it's the, the official thing. food on a stick in Garage Logic. The family is the Carnes family, Greg and Wayne. They've been GLers for years. They founded Pronto Pups in 1947. Mm. That might be one of the original ongoing foods at the fair, don't you think? I think so. What, what would top that? Milk for a nickel back then, maybe? Could be. They didn't have turkey back then. They did not have that. They didn't no. have all these fancy schmancy Mancini's restaurants. Sogueras. No, you went to the fair and got yourself a Pronto Let's Pup. Let's go! You slathered it in mustard. You know what they're doing for you, GLers? They're keeping their prices to 2019 levels. They know it's uh, going to cost you a pretty penny to get inside the grounds, and they're waiting for you at any one of eight locations, and those prices on Prano Pups, the official food on a stick in Garage Logic, are being held to 2019 levels. 2019 being the last year of, what, over 2 million in attendance? Mm-hmm. Then no fair in 2020. Yeah, right. Last year, I don't think they hit 2 million in attendance. Uh, this 1. year, 3 Yep, and year. this year we're hoping to again. And uh, the Prano Pups are waiting for you. It's a state fair tradition. I'm sure many families have a particular location they go to just to get their yeah. Prano Pup. Yeah. And we'll have a Prano Pup, uh, maybe we'll have a Prano Pup eating contest at the fair. Huh? Yeah. Huh? Let's check huh? it out. Why not? We might have a little extra time. Kill some time. <laughs> have that's a long I'm, one. Have a really what, long what I, one. More contests. That's what I'm worried about. Yes. yes. All right. Uh, Prano Pups holding the prices from three years ago thanks to them. Thank you, and we'll be back shortly. DK Mags is a full-service gun shop in New Brighton and on the web at dkmags.com. We all know responsible gun owners always lock up their firearms, and DK Mags has all varieties of gun locks to keep those firearms safe and inaccessible or inoperable to those who shouldn't touch them. DK Mags, they buy unwanted firearms from individuals and estates, so keep that in mind if you're thinking about thinning the collection. DK Mags also offers storage options for firearms if you need that option. DK Mags 443 Old 8 in New Brighton. Uh, They have a wonderful staff and a great selection. Very fair prices. Check out the other location, Monticello Pawn and Gun. You'll find electronics, tools, and a variety of crazy and unusual items. Monticello Pawn and Gun, they're hiring right now, so give them a call if you need a gig. 763-295-6955 or stop in, shop, or fill out an application. 1219 Highway 25 South in Monticello. Change is good. Change is really good when you're talking about flooring, and that's Redmond's Flooring and Design Center located in Anoka. For the past half a century, Mike and his crew have been doing a fantastic job of replacing that uh, linoleum, maybe that shag carpet, whatever the case may be. The latest trends, yes, they have them. Old school stuff, yes, they have that as well. Check out their website and poke around a little bit. You can see the carpet. Uh, that they offer hardwood, tile, vinyl, all sorts of great stuff. The estimates, they're free. They'll come out to your house. This is the room you want to change up? Okay, it's the kitchen, it's the living room, it's the basement. All right, we'll take a look at it. We'll take our measurements and then come to the design center and pick out your flooring. It's just that simple. 
This is not an overnight operation. Yes, there are some out there like that, but Mike and his crew wants to, you to know that they take their time because it must be done right. You're going to be living with this day in, day out, so it's got to be done right. It can't be a fly-by-night deal. And then once they're gone, what's going to happen? Well, if there's a mistake, well, they're gone. Forget that. Do it the right way. Redmond's Flooring and Design. Reviews are on their website at redmonds.com, R-E-D-M-A-N-N-S.com. They work with Mohawk, the biggest name in flooring. And, of course, they've got great pet ideas at Mohawk. Your pets are family, so make sure that your carpet or whatever you have, whatever type of flooring you have, is very pet-friendly, and Mohawk has the carpet and the products to do that right. Redmond's Flooring and Design, 763-316-3332, and tell them that the Rook sent you. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. Fun fact about Alexandria, Minnesota. I went to three different stores yesterday in Alexandria, Minnesota. Not one of them had ink that I needed, HP67B. But you know what they did have? Sea foam. That and every other store there in small towns, big towns, uh, in between towns, you can find sea foam everywhere. You know what I'd do though if I were you? Check the, your knack, your local knack hardware first. Uh, the stuff is everywhere. And uh, if you run out in, in your chem cab at home, what what exactly is your commitment level to your cylinders? Come on, you can't run out of this stuff. You got to stock up. Get a get a few cans. Get a case. Get one of those gallon jugs. It'll save you a lot of time and a lot of head, headaches down the road with downtime, repair costs. Uh, general irritation. You don't want to be crabby like Such all the time, so make sure you have seafoam on hand. Um, it keeps everything, everything in the confines, within the confines of that motor, happy from entry to exit, middle, bottom end, top end. It's a true miracle. It's magic in a can. It's a wonderful, wonderful product in a world of very expensive bad gas. It's seafoam. Uh, one more point on forgiving student loan. What the Mysterians want, and they have an unholy alliance with the leftists, what the Mysterians want is free college. They want to be like Norway or whatever, mm. or wherever in the world you get free college. It wouldn't be free. You and I would pay for it. Right. But and, and what Biden's doing is a first step in that direction. That, that's what's behind this, is that uh, higher education should not be charged for. Here's John Height in the newsroom. Thank you, Joe. This update brought to you by Hofferman Water. Nine people have now been criminally charged in connection to street racing in Hennepin County. Hennepin County Attorney's Office says it filed almost 20 charges, including riot, property damage, child endangerment, and reckless driving counts against the group. According to the Attorney's Office, more charges are expected to be filed at a later time. Hennepin County, Mike, uh, Hennepin County Attorney Mike Freeman said in a statement, we will fully prosecute all of these cases. I will also ensure that we pursue all avenues to stop this unlawful activity, including the use of civil asset forfeiture where appropriate to seize the vehicles used in the commission of these offenses. What are they racing? Hyundai Sonatas or are these oh, some no. real cars? There's some real cars. Some of the videos I've seen. Yeah. Chargers in the videos. Doesn't seem like it, Chris. Yes. Really? And- there was one video. I don't believe it It was here. I believe it was on the West Coast where a guy was hanging out at the side of the passenger window, fell out of the vehicle. I saw the, this. The, yeah. the car ran him over and de-pantsed him right in the middle of the street. Yeah. 
That was pretty funny. But these aren't and real men with real cars. These are clowns. Yeah, these aren't motorheads with with imitation real yeah. cars. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What are they going to do when it goes electric? Won't even won't even cause a ruckus. Who can charge their car fastest? Yeah. <laughs> well, it'll still uh, have some up, right? It'll still have. Yeah, but you won't hear them, so yeah. they can't cause any trouble. I got you. Yeah, your tires squealing. That's yeah. it. Uh, story you talked about a bit earlier, Joe, a new lawsuit against Minneapolis public schools trying to stop the district from enforcing that provision in the new contract with educators that would pass over non-white staff members when conducting layoffs. Conservative activist group Judicial Watch filed the lawsuit on behalf of Minneapolis resident Deborah Clapp. The filing claims the language of the teacher's contract would violate Minnesota's equal protection guarantee and any expenditures to carry out the policy would be illegal. Minneapolis Public Schools Interim Superintendent Rochelle Cox and the Minneapolis Board of Education are all named as defendants in the lawsuit. The Minneapolis Federation of Teachers, in its negotiations with the district, included a section in the contract that prioritizes members of, quote, an underrepresented population when the district implements uh, layoffs, reassignments, and reinstatements rather than based on seniority. Okay, wait a minute. Could you even get the tires to squeal? With an electric car? I, you know, yes. after yeah, I said there's, that, I was kind of wondering. Well, you'd have to, you can't launch it. In other words, if you put your foot on the brake and revved it up, I don't think that would work. It's kind of a planetary transmission, isn't it? The more you, the more you accelerate, just the faster it goes. There's a delay with internal yeah. combustion. I, I think it's huh. delivered in such, the power is delivered in such that you can't. Yeah. You mean it's yeah, like it's driving a golf tires. cart, basically. It's like driving a, a snowmobile. Uh, the, you yeah. turn the throttle and it just goes. But if you, no, if you're, you're not you, changing gears. No, you get you get spin with sleds and motor. Anything with a gas engine, you get you can get wheel spin with. Okay, what okay, I'm but, thinking. Okay, but well, you you hit the pedal on the the Tesla. You you hit the pedal. I don't and think you get fast. any squealing. But once you turn, the wheels will skid and will not be able to keep up with that power. So that's where you'd get the squealing. Well, well, you're right. You, I mean, you can't be in a tight you, you, area. You, you went down a different road. I'm talking about off the line. I don't think you can get an electric car to squeal. I think the sound you're looking for is when I rudely interrupt the broadcast. <laughs> you don't get that sound with an electric car. Right. Huh. I don't think. I Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you would. I, I, I have no idea. Speaking I of would. town ball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, the, the uh, largest school district. Can in the you state do is... burnouts in an electric car? <laughs> He's Great. going down the YouTube rabbit hole. Great question, but unfortunately, electric cars cannot do a burnout. If oh, you were right. hoping to light some that tire right. fire Boo, yes. in a hot new car, you probably shouldn't go electric. While electric vehicles are continuously praised for their high performance, smoky burnouts do not make the list. Right. Huh. There'd be no way to do it. Interesting. But here's a video that says this front-wheel drive EV can do smoky burnouts. Oh, there's nothing I like better than a front-wheel drive burnout. <laughs> but it's uh, it's 13 minutes long, so I'll see you in about 13 minutes. All right, here's Johnny Height. Kenny, Kenny won't play a lot into this, I guess. Huh? The largest school district in the state is making changes to its special ed programs because it doesn't have enough teachers. Monday night, the Anoka Hennepin School Board decided to temporarily close one of its learning centers because of a shortage of special ed teachers. Anoka Hennepin School's Associate Superintendent Becky Brodeur has had more than two decades of experience in education, and she says finding special ed teachers is the
the biggest challenge. She said oftentimes we'd have two or 300 applicants for a single teaching position. Now we're lucky if we have two or three. Due to a shortage of special ed teachers, the district decided to temporarily close the River Trail Learning Center at Verndale in Anoka and move a handful of kids to another location this school year. Maybe that's another clue as to why the uh, Minneapolis Teachers Federation voted for this preposterous law-breaking uh, addendum in their contract because they knew perfectly well there weren't going to be any layoffs. But they be. can continue to look virtuous without ever having to exercise this nonsense they created because they can't even find teachers. Nobody wants to work, Matt. Nobody. I do. I want it to work. Yeah. You start Why did you look at me so weird there? I don't know. I don't know either. Star Tribune reporting the mother of a baby found at the airport here has been located and police have canceled an alert issued Tuesday night. Airport police gave few details but overnight thanked everybody who shared the alert and provided info that allowed investigators to locate the baby's relatives. Authorities had been searching for the parents of a girl thought to be 10 months old who was found at about 9 p.m. Sunday at the airport with a woman in what they said was in crisis. The woman and child are believed to have arrived at the airport on a light rail train. Investigators said they did not believe the woman was a relative or guardian of the child. At the time of the alert, asking for the public's help, no children matching the girl's description had been reported missing or abducted. That according to the Bureau of Criminal Apprehension. With 507 running out of numbers, a new area code is planned for southern Minnesota. Really? You'll likely, likely be able to keep your code if you're already a 507 number. The new number will be aimed at new phone customers. During the first quarter of 2025, the 507 area code, which covers all of southern Minnesota from Rochester to Marshall, is expected to exhaust its available numbers, according to a regulatory filing Tuesday by the North American Numbering Plan Administrator. <laughs> the North thinking. American Numbering Plan Administrator. I'm thinking that, that seed from the jerk. The phone books are here. <laughs> Who can name all six area codes? In Minnesota? Yes. Minnesota. I didn't know there were six. Really? I don't really care. 612-763-320-218-218-507-951-952. Good job, gentlemen. There you go. Got them all. Wasn't that difficult? We're all patting ourselves on the back. Yeah, call me now. What's yours? Right. <laughs> with an overlay, phone customers within 507 would retain their code. The problem is you'd have to dial all 10 digits when all this happens. That is so Does much Wisconsin extra Wisconsin only have one zip code? 715. I mean, uh, what do you call those things? Area code? Area code. Area code. 715? There's more than one. Such, when you were uh, when you were a kid, Such, did you just pick up the phone and talk to Mabel? And yep. then she connected you? <laughs> Garden six two seven eight one. I did, we just had four digits when I was a kid. Yeah, but you lived in you know like a hut or something. We had five. Oh, no. five you were digits. in North Dakota where they didn't even have lights. Fact based. Yeah, Wisconsin yes, has Mr. six area codes. Wow. Two six two. I don't four care. One, Chris. Four five me three me four. Six zero eight nine two zero and seven one five. What's the Dells? Now we'll go to Iowa. No, I wonder. How, no, I wonder how many North Dakota has. What about Illinois? Uh, yeah, Illinois. Save this for the fair. We may need it. <laughs> What's your eight hey, up there in the audience? What's your area code? Your, where are you? You're up there Joe. Joe, we got to fill a segment quick. Hit the area code bit. Get the area code bit ready. 
It'd be like John Height's hearing aid story. Always we're up the there on uh, oh, we're up yep. there on Puss. Our area code oh, is uh, five seven three. Grab my call there. Oh my god. <laughs> Is there, a booth? Is, uh, oh, is there a booth at the fair? I, I hate to change the subject, but can yeah. you get gummies at the fair? Is there gummies on a stick? I don't like, think so. You mean... That's yeah. all we need. Gummies. That's all we need is can he show up with a fuck, 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 Whoa. Careful. I don't even know what I was trying to say. Pocket full is what you were trying to say. You were trying to say pocket full. of sun. Came out funny. Pocket full of posies. Came out funny, did it? Ashes. Funny. Funny. Rally around the family. Uh, you're bringing your Primaries. guitar tomorrow, aren't you, John? I'll, I'll have a guitar. You might be playing for about an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, John, fill a segment. Kumbaya, <laughs> my lord. <laughs> you guys are going to let me down. I can just feel it. Hey, don't let me down. And I know how much Kenny likes noodling, so I'll just noodle. <laughs> Primaries yesterday. Democrat Pat Ryan defeating Republican Mark Molinero, no, it's Mary Molinero, in the special election for New York's 19th Congressional District on Tuesday. That gives Democrats a win in a swing district that's thought to be an indicator for the upcoming midterm elections. The special election got special attention. Some folks seeing it as an indication of how voters could behave in November. Exit polls seem to indicate Ryan's backing of abortion rights and Molinero's backing of giving the abortion question back to states. Not the federal government was a deciding issue for a lot of voters. In Florida, U.S. Representative Charlie Crist won the Democratic nomination for governor. He'll run, of course, against Governor Ron DeSantis this fall. DeSantis will be heavily favored there, with his margin of victory being considered crucial to a possible run for the White House. In 2024. Okay, you guys are hiding behind the fact that you're having a hard time booking musical acts because <laughs> as a podcast, we need the permission of the acts label. Uh, label. Correct. Well, what, what about last year? What, what about? about 2019? They, we had Dawson Creek on in 2019. Well, it wasn't Dawson Creek. That's a television show. We had Dawson Hollow. Okay, we had Dawson Hollow on in 2019. I don't recall having to go get permission from their label. Man, had we had Dawson Creek on the show, we would have had a Answer the question. House. What did you do in 2019? They didn't have a label back then, to my understanding. The hell they didn't. They were peddling CDs. We had permission through the proper channels at the yeah, State Well, I Fair. say you get those again. Okay. Get the same thing. Got him. Get the same thing your nose. Wait, hang on. Hang on. Everybody look at me now. Ready? Here we go. Tabitha. What? Tabitha. John, you have it's to. A, you can't. It's, pause. A, it's, it's a, a reference. It's a bewitched reference. Yes, yeah. it's a bewitched reference. Wouldn't it be nice, I, Joe, uh, if, if you had a staff that would actually give a damn about the show? It really would be. As, as a Kenny right here. Now. Right here, Kenny. As, as an interested spectator, you might as well wait, Chris, because I'll get him now, too. Interested spectator is. It sounds to me like a lot of excuses are being made here, Joe. You know, it really does. Right? It really does. It really does. It really does. Yeah, and, it really and they probably does. Are, they just thought them up right now. I, I don't think they're really, you know. Oh, yeah, we got to clear that with the uh, A&E in yeah. L.A. And, yeah, give me uh, the music department. The oh, the music yeah. Give me the permission department. Yeah. <laughs> what a bunch of BS. Where is the music department? Yeah. Yeah. NBC News just did a national poll to see who's popular uh, in politics. Turns out nobody gets a positive ranking that they asked about. I'm stunned. Stunning, yeah. Uh, Senator Joe Manchin, the least popular that they uh, tested on, just 11% of registered voters say. I'm shocked he didn't lie and tell you Biden's terribly popular. Uh, Biden's right in the middle, actually. 
Roughly one-third of voters had negative feelings, making Manchin the most unpopular figure in a poll with a net negative rating of 23 uh, percent. Second most negative, Mike Pence. Uh, his is a minus 19. Kamala Harris is third most negative, minus 18, tied with Donald Trump at minus 18 in third. The Democratic Party is minus 17. They're in fourth or fifth, depending on if you count the tie. Republican Party, minus 15 points in the next position. Joe Biden, then uh, minus eight. The U.S. Supreme Court, minus seven. And Liz Cheney, minus six. So the most popular, Liz Cheney, the Supreme Court, Joe Biden, Republican Party, Democrat Party. Most negative, Manchin, Pence, Kamala Harris, Donald Trump. Harris should Got be on the last last of the list. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Biden administration plans to offer the next generation of coronavirus booster shots to Americans 12 and older soon after Labor Day. Nope. Campaign that federal officials hope will reduce deaths from COVID-19 and protect against an expected winter surge. Dr. Peter Marks, the top vaccine regulator for the FDA, said Tuesday, while he could not discuss timing, his team was close to authorizing updated doses that would target the versions of the virus that are now circulating. This week, both Moderna and Pfizer-BioNTech finalized their submissions to the FDA, asking for emergency authorization of booster shots aimed at BA5 and another subvariant of Omicron that together account for most of the cases right now in the U.S., Federal health officials say they're eager to offer the updated boosters as quickly as possible, pointing to a death toll that averages about 450 Americans per day right now. I Go ahead, Kenny. Were you going to say something? Are they still forcing people to get this, to show your Vax card, to get on a plane and go places and I don't get know. into That's concerts? A good Is this still being crammed down so. people's throats? I don't think so. I don't, yeah, I don't mm. think you have to show it anywhere. Kenny, a thought just occurred to me, however. <clears throat> yeah. You do realize that this is a very, very important anniversary in the history of Garage Logic, do you not? Can anyone think of it? It's August 24th. Fourth. Mm-hmm. Is it a one year anniversary, Chris? It certainly is, Kenny Olson. Chris, go to hell. Oh, uh oh. No, you would love this anniversary. This is the one year anniversary of when Kenny and I left oh. Hubbard Broadcasting oh. in my green jalopy. Oh, and as Kenny is oh. hanging out the side of my passenger window on I ninety four going like, westbound, like right he is giving Roycey the double gun salute <laughs> yeah. in the left lane. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what today's one year anniversary is because it was the day before the state fair. I didn't even I, look. <laughs> I thought you were referring to the one year anniversary of the uh, Krabby Coffee Shop. No, 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 no. Because is in that fact, today. Roycey, in seeing Kenny give him the double gun salute, did the, yeah, 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 the wave off. Do you know fairgoers can watch the Krabby Coffee Shop being performed tomorrow live? Yeah. 10.30 a.m., if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. No, 11. What was my analogy, analogy, John? It's like seeing Flock of Seagulls warm up uh, Van Van Halen. Halen. Yeah. 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 Nobody nobody wants to see that. I ran so far away. Brooke does. (laughs) But yeah, the only, on thing on go- computer? the only thing going huh? for us, Such, is my email. The only thing we've got going for us hey, tomorrow. Hey, I got to plan an Jesus effing fair H. show Christ. for crying out loud. And if you think I'm not going to continue to do it, fondue. Yes, uh, Kenny. No, Kenny yeah. just took his headphones off. Yeah. The show in which everyone has their own topic. What a baby! Yeah. Everyone has their own conversation. Boy, uh, continuing with the news, I, I guess, huh? Sure. Boy. Would this be the definition of ironic? Yes. In Texas, a book about the grandson of a slave 
who learned to read when he was 98 years old, is currently under review for use in the school that's named after him in South Lake, Texas. Hmm. The book, Life is So Good, tells the story of George Dawson's life from segregation and the civil rights movement to learning to read at 98. It's one of about 10 books under review by the Carroll ISD. Social media posts circulating this week suggested it had already been banned from the school, but Brandy Egan, a district communications coordinator, said in a statement, the book has not been banned as part of the district's challenge process. Critics are saying the district is using semantics to cover up the fact that the book will be banned. Uh, you may remember this school district, not the first time they've been in the news. Carroll ISD is under federal civil rights investigation by the Department of Education, looking into allegations of discrimination in South Lake schools in November 2021. Uh, we talked about this story. The district became national news when a, coordina a coordinator there directed teachers to teach, quote, both sides of the Holocaust. Oh, boy. Ooh. Yeah, that's them. You have the St. Paul Public Schools approving smudging? You have that I do not newscast? Have I don't. I did see the story, but I do not. Yeah, have the St. Paul Public Schools has approved a new policy that allows students and staff to use tobacco. <laughs> oh, the irony. And other natural <laughs> substances for smudging. Hmm. Uh, smudging is a uh, Native American tradition, it's a healing process mm -hmm. that's cultural, not religious. Smudging is used. In traditional American Indian ceremonies as a way to purify or cleanse the soul of negative thoughts, person, or place. Yeah. All right. Hall of Fame quarterback Len Dawson, whose swagger helped the Kansas City Chiefs to win their first Super Bowl. Uh, let's see. That was, that was against the... That was against the Vikes. It was against the Vikings. Thank 1969. You, uh, I suppose it was in the winter of 1970. Earned him the nickname Lenny the Cool died today, this morning. He was 87, his family announcing his death. Uh, he entered hospice care on August 12th. Uh, also the subject of one of my favorite sports pictures ever. We've yes. all seen this. Halftime at Super Bowl One, which the Chiefs lost to the Packers. Yep. Lenny's sitting on a chair, having a heater, yep. and drinking a fresca. Yep. <laughs> Can you imagine that? That's a real man. Right Didn't there. they even go into the locker room at halftime? What do you mean? Hold well, on. didn't he have the heater and the fresca during halftime? Yeah, he was sitting. That's where he was. He oh, was in the locker room. In I thought it was out on yeah. the out on the field. No, 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 yeah. no. That was halftime. Were the Super Bowl commercials big back then for the first one or no? Not like they are today. Okay. It didn't even sell out the game. Which one's your favorite? A... Segment two at the fair. Monday. John, keep going. After we do area codes. Girl Scouts of the United States of America announced a new cookie will be available for the upcoming Girl Scout cookie season, the Raspberry Rally. Aye, sounds the good. Girl Scouts, Girl Scouts say the cookie is considering uh, considered a sister cookie to Thin Mints. Oh, boy. Well, they use the same chocolate coating they use on Thin Mints, but inside... It has a raspberry flavor. Well, that sounds wonderful. Rook, uh, you have a Thin Mint story, you do you not? still got any kid doing that peddling those no, fake cookies? We're long gone. <laughs> we're long gone. Because I'd buy some of those. You raspberry. Did, you did contribute over the years. Whether I, I wanted to that. or not. Right, was exactly. that a pickup or a delivery, your Thin Mint story? Uh, the Thin Mint story was a, we're picking up all of the cookies at the state fairgrounds. And unfortunately... The gentlemen that were working at the time did not give my wife a box of Thin Mints. And my wife said, hey, I need one more box of Thin Mints. To which the other guy replied to the guy in the truck, baby doll needs some Thin Mint. 
<laughs> and she did acquire her yes. last uh, box. So the Donald a thin mint. The bill of lading equaled out. Right. Yes. yes. Raspberry what, John? Uh, raspberry beret. No. There must uh, be some kid in the neighborhood's going to hit me up for Raspberry oh, rally. Well, gotcha. you know what, Joe? Uh, this cookie will only be available online or through direct shipment. So oh, for Pete's sake, I not, don't know how to do this, that. The first Girl Scout cookie ever to only be available. Uh, I guess I'm way. stuck with whoever shows up at the door and what they got. I ain't going to go the to the Samoa computer. is the best Girl Scout cookie. No, Let's not kid around. Thin no, the thin, thin, I'm going with Joe. Thin yeah. Mints are the yeah. best. There is one more Thin Mints story uh, when I was at one of my finest hours. Call me now. Uh, we bought Girl Scout cookies at the Walmart in Naples. And huh. I was with my in-laws and my wife. And uh, my father-in-law had a nice big Cadillac, big Fleetwood. And, uh, you know, we had a couple, and then I started eating the uh, Thin Mints in the back seat. And then my mother-in-law said, hey, I'll have one of those, to which I had the crumpled, empty (laughs) casing that the Thin Mints had. It was as if the kid that said, I didn't have any cookies, and I had cookie all around my mouth. I said, well, uh, I'm sorry, they're gone, Claire. John. That'll happen, yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. The whole damn thing. Say, uh, check your weather forecast. Yeah. We're heading into a beautiful electric bicycle riding season. Let's go. EcoFun Motorsports with two locations has everything you need, including Bintelli e-bikes, where you're going to get the right fit, the right equipment, the right size tires, everything to improve your riding experience. EcoFun Motorsports with a brand new store, on Highway 97 in Forest Lake, just immediately west of Interstate 35, and a store that opened this summer in Burnsville on the service road off 35W. It's near Pawn of America. Nope. No, Pawn America. America. There's no I, oven there, is no, there? No, And at both I locations, in both <laughs> locations, all those gas-powered little scooters that turn urban errands into adventures, youth recreational equipment, including little youth ATVs, which are really, really cool, and... EcoFun is a dealer in Piaggio, Vespa, Moto Guzzi, and Aprilia. Good selection in stock. New ones arriving daily at both locations of EcoFun Motorsports. Also clothing and apparel and a great service department. Uh, Also, a really cool website to check out, EcoFunMotorsports.com, with two locations, Burnsville and Forest Lake. What are we doing here? Yep. You got something. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. Yeah, I've got something. I've got a building project in mind, and I've got to get on the horn with Aim High Construction MN.com and get a hold of Chris. He's the owner, and get this ball rolling because the cost of building a material is going up every single day. Uh, and I know what I want. I just don't know what I want. And that's where Chris is going to help me out. He can, he can help me out with design consultation. I know I need a new kitchen. I just don't know what I want. Yeah, talk to Chris. He can help you. Uh, he's going to be honest with you uh, about everything, including when they can do the project. Aim high. They're uh, experts in all portions of construction, from new builds to remodels, indoors, outdoors. Doesn't matter what you need. They can do it including a brand-new kitchen, even if you don't know what you want in that kitchen. Uh, and uh, keep in mind, as always, Aim High can do deck-related miracles. Get that home an update, improve your environment and your morale along with it, and then force the equity up. It's a win-win-win-win-win. 
aimhighconstructionmn.com. Get in touch with Chris. Get the bid ball rolling. Get on the schedule today with Aim High. This needs to go viral. This is from Randall Smith. For those of you who think electric vehicles are the answer, this is a true story from a farmer in the Midwest, and I'm reposting it. Well, uh, A, I don't know if it's a true story, uh, and B, just make up your own mind about it. A close friend farms over 10,000 acres of corn in the Midwest. The property is spread out over three counties. His His operation is a partnership farm with John Deere. They use the larger farm operations as demonstration projects for promotion and development of new equipment. He recently received a phone call from his John Deere representative, and they want the farm to go electric tractors and combines in 2023. He currently has five diesel combines that cost 900 grand each and that are traded in every three years. Also over 10 really big tractors. John Deere wants him to go all electric. He said, okay, I have some questions. How do I charge these combines when they are three counties away from the shop in the middle of a cornfield in the middle of nowhere? How do I run them 24 hours a day for 10 or 12 days straight when the harvest is ready and the weather is coming in? How do I get a 50,000-plus pound combine that takes up the width of an entire road back to the shop 20 miles away if the battery goes dead? There was dead silence on the other end of the phone. When the corn is ready to harvest, it has to have the proper sugar and moisture content. If it is too wet, it has to be put in giant dryers that burn natural or propane gas and lots of it. Harvest time, harvest time is critical because if it degrades in sugar content or quality, it can drop the value of his crop by a half million dollars or more. It is analyzed at the time of sale. It is standard procedure to run these machines 10 to 12 days straight, 24 hours a day at peak harvest time. When they need fuel, a tanker truck delivers it and the machines keep moving. John Deere's only answer is we're working on it. They are being pushed by the lefty Dems in the government to force these electric machines on the, on the American farmer. These people are out of control. They are messing with the production of food that feed people and livestock all in the name of their green dream. Look for the cost of your box of cornflakes to triple in the next 24 months. Wake up, stand up, speak up. Let's return sanity to our nation. Hmm. I find that entirely plausible. So maybe it's a true story written by a farmer in the Midwest. Let's just hope it is. Um, The reach of the show, the reach of this podcast. Today I had to drop some items off at St. Croix Cleaners in Mendota Heights, just off of 62. And as I walked out, Julie Farley said, hey, Matt, how are you? Good to see you. She said, we were just talking about you the other day. They listened to the podcast. And this was the Farley family that I said was the bad Farleys in St. Paul, the mm-hmm. St. Mark's Farleys. So that was the topic of discussion. So they took it with a grain of salt. But I, I, I do want to say, bad Farley. Greg Farley, Kevin, <laughs> Brian, they're a wonder, they're wonderful people, even though they are the St. Mark's Farley family that, you know, just isn't the nativity Farley family. So uh, thank you for listening to the podcast, Farleys. From Scott Matura in Montana, listening to yesterday's podcast, and you were talking about the beginning of the end of muscle cars as we know them, a.k.a. gasoline-powered cars. As I was listening, I was out on a bike ride through the neighborhoods of Gumption County, and a thought struck me harder than a vision of a state fair pronto pup and rookie's huge head. (laughs) 
I'm about to link the most diabolical push for electric cars and now the famous clip of the young lady who was so excited that Obama was elected president. Peggy Joseph. Here goes. If you recall, the young lady isn't so much excited that we elected our first black president, but rather that he made promises of taking care of her. She is beyond elation that if she takes care of him, he'll take care of her. That Peggy she- Joseph took her daughter out of school early Wednesday for this. Her emotions ran high following Obama's speech. It was the most memorable time of my life. I, I, it was a touching moment because I never thought this day would ever happen. I won't have to worry about putting gas in my car. I won't have to worry about paying my mortgage. You know, if I, if I help him, he's going to help me. She is beyond elation that if she takes care of him, he'll take care of her, that she wouldn't have to pay her mortgage anymore. And ironic to my point, worry about putting gas in her car going forward. We are being sold on a religious-like movement that electric vehicles are a major piece to be saving the environment, and the vast majority of these crusaders have no idea how electricity is even made. But equally important is that this EV movement is coupled with the fact that these giant evil car and oil companies are greedy, overcharging us and not paying their fair share. A message our president has driven home at ad nauseum. He even whispers about it so we know he means business. I believe a major factor in a generation and demographic that is championing the electric car movement is because this administration, Democrats, and the left have sold them on the idea that they will be rewarded in some way. That if we take care of the environment and them, they will take care of us. That the electric movement will in some way pay it back or forward, however you want to look at it. And that they will see dividends from an electric lifestyle not currently seen in a petroleum gas guzzling society. Electric cars and the electric movement, they believe, is a major step in the redistribution of wealth as we know it. Only the foot soldier crusaders believe they will actually get a piece of the pie they currently do not get from oil and gas. P.S. See you at the fair, pushing back and looking forward to a prano pup when I visit Scott Matura. Hmm. Yeah, they're government cars, people. Only because they come to us. Where are they coming from? The state fair. Well, we got a new location. State fair? No, we're in uh, Chobe National Park, Kassane, Kasani, Botswana, Africa. I love Botswana. From the Traveling Lymans at WorldwideWaftage.com. It was on this day in 1819. Today is August 24th. Colonel Henry Leavenworth and the 5th Infantry arrived in Mendota to build a fort at the confluence, the Dakota and Badote, where the Minnesota Wakpaw, St. Peter's, Minnesota River, intersects the Wakpaw Tanka, Mississippi River. The following August, Colonel Josiah Snelling took command of the fort, which is known as... <laughs> what? what? What was Snelling's first name again? Josiah. <laughs> Maybe it's Josiah. What do you mean, man? What do you mean, man? Hey, he was from Puerto Rico. You know where I can find the river that goes to Governor? It's right over there, sir. Josiah Snelling. Paddleboard after me. Uh huh. Well, whatever. Then they named it Fort Snelling. On this day in 1839. August 24th. What did they name it? Fort Smelling? Louis S. Judd and David Hone opened the Marine Lumber Company on the St. Croix River. Wow. Marine on St. Croix. That's right. Yeah. Love that town. It's a nice little town. It's where the late, great Butch Thompson lived. Did he? Yeah. 
That's a nice, pleasant place. Yeah. Thank you, GLers, and we'll see you at the fair. One week from tomorrow, September 1st. Uh, what, uh, yeah? What just, about it? Just letting you know. Oh. One week from tomorrow. is September 1st. September 1st. Uh, Do you remember? Are we going early one of these days? Friday. You sound like oh, an right. emailer. This, this Friday? This Friday, Kenny, 11 a.m. start. Oh. But noon tomorrow. What day is it? start tomorrow. What day is it? Coffee coffee shop before, t- before tomorrow. Let's go. Oh. Are you guys going to be out there Labor Day? Nope. <laughs> My guess is after listening to this show today, you're going to want to find a new podcast. Go to Pod MN <laughs> to find oh, a new hey, podcast. Oh, hey, what day is the baby walk? Saturday. Okay. But I won't be there. Okay. <laughs> Neither wow. will Pat. Was, those Saturdays used to be huge. Super yeah, Saturday. They were. Uh, anyway, uh, check out YouTube. You might find some state fair items from last year or the year 19 on our website or our uh, YouTube page, Garage Logic. Subscribe today and be entertained. Check it out. See you at the state fair, Cha. Cha. Cha.